this is Brittany Estep. And I'm Chip Richter. And you're listening to the Roots and Wings podcast. A conversation about faith, family, and parenting. We're glad you're listening. Back as far as I can remember, uh, I knew Megan. I uh, grew up in church. Um, yeah, that's crazy. I went to junior high youth group together, which was run by Megan's parents. Um, and uh, we started talking, I guess, when I was in eighth grade. Megan was in seventh. Yeah. Um, and then just rolled into high school, college, got married. <laughs> rolled in. Right. Like- <laughs> <laughs> so you guys are high school sweethearts. Yep. Yeah. He was just finishing up his doctorate in physical therapy. So that's kind of what kept us waiting, too. So it was his last year of school, and we thought, mm-hmm. we'll just go ahead and, and start trying. And mm-hmm. we were super surprised um, to find out we were pregnant not only with one baby, but two Twi- right before twins. Christmas. Yep. So, the- so that would have been 2015, Christmas of 2015. Yeah. We found out the day before Christmas that we were going to have twins. Yeah, that's right. So we were super pumped to tell y'all on Christmas Day. That still will go down as one of my favorite Christmases ever. (laughs) It was the best. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Roots and Wings podcast. Uh, We are really excited to introduce to you this, um, I guess, it's more than a mini-series. It's a bit of a series of episodes that we're um, about to air here, right, Dad? Yep, it's, this is a, an interview that I did with um, two people that Brittany and I know pretty well, and um, we are excited. I would say so. <laughs> yeah, and they have an, a very interesting and powerful story, and um, we wanted to uh, take, we just wanted to take time with this one, give them time to tell their story, and I think it's compelling, it's inspiring, it's moving, uh, it's heartbreaking in places, um, but I think, I think you guys will, will appreciate this. Here we go. Okay, well, we're here with uh, special guests in the studio for this episode of the Roots and Wings podcast. I'm here with Josh and Megan Osborne. Hello, Josh and Megan Osborne. Hello, hello. 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 So, um, you guys, uh, I'm going to let them tell you who they are, but um, I'll just let you know. I'll just, I'll just tip you off and say, I'm their dad. So, <laughs> and beyond that, we'll uh, we'll we'll reveal more if you if you don't know. But um, so, Josh, Megan, I don't want to say I don't want I want you guys to tell your story. That's kind of why you're here, and uh, so I don't want to say any more. But um, but Josh, why don't you uh, just tell us a little bit about who you guys are and and tell the audience who you guys are, and we'll we'll get into your story here a little bit. Yeah, sure. Um, I think. Megan and I, uh, our story started um, back as far as I can remember. Uh, I knew Megan. I uh, grew up in church. Um, yeah, that's crazy. I went to junior high youth group together, which was run by Megan's parents. Um, and uh, we started talking, I guess, when I was in eighth grade. Megan was in seventh. Yep. Um, and then just rolled into high school, college, got married. <laughs> rolled in. <right>? Like. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys are high school sweethearts. Yep. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, I got married in 2009. Um, and then uh, we were married for a while before we uh, started thinking about having any kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Eight years, right? Seven years? Seven years. Seven years. Seven years. Yeah. Okay. And so you guys decided it was time. Well, Josh has a cool uh, education road, but he was just finishing up his doctorate in physical therapy. So that's kind of what kept us waiting too. So it was his last year of school and we thought mm-hmm. we'll just go ahead and, and start trying. And mm-hmm. we were super surprised um, to find out we were pregnant not only with one baby, but two Twi- right before twins. Christmas. Yep. So, the- so that would have been... 2015, Christmas of 2015, we found out the day before Christmas that we were going to have twins. Yeah, that's right. So we were super pumped to tell y'all on Christmas Day. That still will go down as one of my favorite Christmases ever. (laughs) It was the best. Yeah. I remember that was a fun, we we do Christmas morning. Um, Our tradition has been for us to um, do Christmas morning together. Even since you guys have been married, Josh and Megan will go to Josh's family early on yeah. Christmas morning and because um, he has younger siblings who were... Yeah, they're not so young anymore, so but young back anymore. in the day, yeah, they couldn't wait, so we had so, to get there early. So they were up early doing Christmas yeah. morning, and then our tradition was you guys would come to our house, and then we would do Christmas, our Christmas with you guys and with um, Jeff and Brittany and Austin. And I remember you guys, that was pretty fun, you guys revealed how you revealed yeah. the uh, fact that you were pregnant with... A movie poster. With a movie poster. If anyone knows Josh, they know that he has a huge movie collection, loves movies. So we had made a movie poster. That was very cool. It was really cool. cool. It'll it'll go down in in my memory too. And um, so that that morning, we were we well, you guys knew before us, obviously. But not uh, too long though. I mean, we were still processing it too. But so we we learned that twins don't run in our family. No, we were super shocked. No yeah. idea that was coming. No idea. Big surprise. Yeah. So you learned that you were pregnant not only with one baby, but with two. Mm-hmm. And so pick it up from there. How did it go? Oh, well, it was... It went a, pretty normal. Yeah. Right? I mean, very normal. I'm, I was a preschool teacher, pre-kindergarten <laughs> teacher for years, so I was able to keep up with um, my, my students, and uh, we, uh, I don't know, just... Kind of, we're just trying to wrap our heads around that there were going to be two when all of a sudden. Um, well, when, let's back up for when. Sure. When were did you um, did you know what sex the babies were? We had just found out a couple weeks before. No, not even. We had just found out. Yeah, it was like the week before, um, and they weren't real sure. Cause... We had to wait for like an ultrasound to find out. So. But they, but they thought, or you, did you get word that they were girls? We were told that one was definitely a girl, but I think because they were twins, it was kind of hard, hard to know for to sure. To know for yeah. sure about both. So. And when was the due? When was your due date, Megan? July thirtieth. July thirtieth. Mm-hmm. Okay. So go ahead, pick it up, then from yeah. there. Uh, well, I was um, just finishing up my last round of clinicals, and uh, I was. At the, it was the end of the day, and I was trying to finish my documentation, and uh, I got a call um, that Megan said, I think I need to go to the hospital um, super early, you know. Uh, I, I mean, it was one of those phone calls you don't, you don't want to get. This, was, this would have been in April. 
Yep, it was April 7th, and I was 23 weeks pregnant, and that stood out to me even then because not, not like, I don't know, maybe a week before, Josh, who, you know, this is, we're talking about podcasts. Josh loves podcasts, and he listens to them often. And uh, why don't you tell that part since it's you? Yeah, sure. So one of my favorite podcasts um, that I listen to a lot of the time uh, was Radio Lab. And uh, Radio Lab had just rerun uh, one of their podcasts kind of as an update about this little girl who was born at 23 weeks, six days. And so the title of the podcast was 23 weeks, six days. And uh, little girl's name was Juniper. And mm. it was just such a such a moving uh, podcast. And just the story um, was basically the story of this little girl and her parents and their journey through the neonatal intensive care unit. Mm-hmm. And that's the, the NICU for short, um, where premature babies go mm-hmm. to get health care. Um, and uh, it, it was an amazing story, uh, super moving. The girl, um, since it was a rebroadcast, I think she was five years old. And at the end of the story, she comes on and, oh, wow. and yeah. talks wow. and uh, has this sweet little voice. And mm-hmm. I remember uh, coming home after listening to it and listening to segments of it again with Megan. And, uh, and you're like, isn't this crazy? Because I was like 22 weeks pregnant at the time. And you're yeah. just sort of like, whoa. And you were, I mean, I'm sure conversations went something effective. Can, like, you, can imagine? you imagine? Oh my yeah. lord! Yeah, exactly. And then not a week later, at 23 weeks, yeah, I call Josh and yeah. So well, we wrote. Sorry, go ahead. Go, well, just so, so what what was happening, me? And you you were experiencing. I was. It was a very. It was your run of the mill Thursday. Went to school. Um, nothing. Nothing out of the ordinary. Uh, came home from school. Made dinner. Had it in the oven. Um, had gone for a walk came back and was just going to shower before Josh got home from his clinical. And that's when I noticed I was bleeding mm-hmm. and uh, a lot. And I, so I just knew that it wasn't, wasn't good. And wasn't so good. I just called Josh and he was, um, you know, on his way home or, or just jumped in the car. And I, I mean, I just grabbed my purse and ran out the door. So you we had went, called, you had called your doctor or called the hospital? Nope. nope. We just, just it was went, that much that you were, you like, just we knew just had you to had to go. go. Yep. Yeah. And so you went. And when we got to the hospital, um, I just remember like walking across the parking lot and you just like, I mean, nothing about it was going to be good. Like you just knew, knew that, mm. but I also just remember feeling like an incredible amount of peace, you know, that mm. is just truly like indescribable. I'm mm. not a very, I wouldn't call myself a peaceful person. I have a lot, <laughs> I've had a lot of anxiety <laughs> dealt with that in my life. So that stood out to me, you know, that so I you've felt been a, so much you've, peace. You've experienced anxiousness in your life before. Yes. Over yeah. big just things and little things. Little things, yeah. Right. Just as a you know, a kid mm-hmm. growing up and that's just something, you know, one of those things that I've, you know, struggled with or learned with that Jesus mm-hmm. has always been teaching me, you know, about trusting him and So that so, being said, this was really not normal for you to be experiencing what you're yeah. experiencing. Yep. So when they you know, the Bible talks about peace that passes understanding, like it had to be him, you mm. know, that he was I just really felt like he was walking across that parking lot with us. So how are you feeling, Josh, as you were walking across that parking lot? Yeah, I would say I'm not a very anxious person. Um, but in that <laughs> but in were, that moment <laughs> you were anxious then. I was pretty anxious. Well um, right, you know, and who could blame you? I mean it, it was just so out of control. Right, yeah. you know, it, right. I think um, being a parent shows you that you're out of control. Right, uh, you're 
you, I'm someone who likes to keep everything under control. And, and mm-hmm. um, that was just like the first time I think um, as a parent at least that I realized none of this is going to be under my control. Yeah, we're just gonna have to walk through this one step at a time. Yeah, hmm. I think um, most parents can relate to the feeling of uh, wanting control, but not always having control. And um, I do feel like um, you know there may be some listeners who could relate to what you're saying, Josh. I think that that's there, and there is hmm. something to be said, you know, in parenting. And I've said it before in this podcast that I, you know I couldn't, I can't imagine. My as a father, raising my children without a sense that God was with me in it, mm-hmm. because I knew it was bigger than me, and yeah. um, and I, I knew that instantly as soon as you mm. all came. So I can, I think we could, I think a lot of people can relate to it, but yeah. but not necessarily in the in the kind of moment that you guys were in <laughs> as you're walking across the parking lot. So pick up the story from there. What happens next? When you get into the hospital. Well, we get to the hospital and it just happened to be that, you know, my doctor happened to be there, which was nice. She hmm. was delivering someone else's, you know, baby at the time. So they got us all checked in and um, were checking, you know, me out and the babies were doing really well and they weren't even really showing any sign of distress, but um, they, I don't know, they said pretty quickly off the bat that I was already in labor and that they knew that they were going to be born that weekend. There was no doubt about that. They just were hoping to buy us a couple more, you know, days, so hours. Hours, they were hoping. Yeah. yeah. Hours. So you are at this point 23 weeks? 23 weeks. Oh, 23 yeah. weeks, five days. Five, five days. Because yeah. they were able to prolong um, the labor. Um, they talked to us about how every hour was important mm-hmm. this early on, and they had um, tried to give um, Megan some medication that would help the babies because at that time their lungs hadn't developed right. uh, fully. And so one of the last things obviously that would develop would be lungs because th- the babies don't need l- lungs while they're inside their mom. Right. Um, so they didn't have this really important stuff called surfactant. Hmm. And so they gave Megan some medicine that would help um, the girls get the surfactant in their lungs that they were going to need to be able to breathe. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they were trying to give that medicine time to work before they came out and mm-hmm. had to breathe. Right. And this was, um, I remember I was with you guys there and um, I remember we, we put the word out about right about this time what was going on and we just kind of started sharing and asking people to start to pray because <laughs> yeah. yeah. we all knew this was really serious and we didn't yeah. know why things were happening the way they were happening, but we knew it was really serious. Yeah, I remember um, being in the hospital room and I remember Mary Beth calling, um, that's uh, Megan's mom calling and uh, I don't remember who she was talking to, but uh, Megan was born at 26 weeks. Right. And um, so I remember her saying, Sound, sounds like we're doing this again. Um, I remember the, that right. moment, it being very real to me. Yeah. Yeah, Megan was, Megan, it's ironic, I think, in some ways. Well, there's there's a lot of irony here, yeah. but sometimes the irony can just, it's just not irony. It's just how God does what God does. But um, the fact that you were born at 26 weeks, Megan, um, and for me, you know, and, I, and for those listeners that don't know, I'm Megan's dad. Um, and for me, and you're, all my, you're my first child, you're my yeah. oldest, so... 
there was this, um, I remember when you were born that early and all, it all happened, there was this um, blissful naivete about it for me <laughs> that I, I really didn't know enough to be um, terrified. Yeah. I was, I was, but I was kind of, I just ignorant about yeah. what was really happening, you know? And, um, and so obviously, you know, it all came together and worked out great. And, and so in, as I'm hearing the doctors talk to you guys, talk to telling us one thing after another about what, what we can expect, you know, what the, about the, where the babies were at and their development, how the, man, it was just so hard to hear. And I just kept thinking, well, that's not going to happen. That's not yeah. going to happen. That's not going to happen. That's not going to happen because my experience was, but the difference was three more weeks. Yeah, because say, isn't that wild that it makes that? And, much and of a we difference. we learned that, yeah. like you said earlier, Josh, that every hour, yeah, every hour yeah. that the babies can stay within in the in the womb and is better for them. Yeah, and three weeks is a really a, a huge um, amount of time, and in terms of the difference in in the, the experiences. I remember when they came and talked to us about that, you know, of everything that happened that night. That's one of the things that stands out the most. And Me too. <laughs> that must be a really hard job for doctors to do. But I, I mean, I, I understand why they do it. Um, it's just hard to sit there and listen because they go through every single system one by right. one and say. What were they saying? Tell them what they were saying. Well, I mean, I don't know that I can remember all of yeah. it now. I know, um, I can't either. Well, I know I, you're right, though. They went through every system. First, they started, they talked about the lungs. The lungs, yeah, the heart, um, the kidneys, um, right. their skin. Um, the and brain, I, they talked about the brain. Yeah, I remember they, they saved that for last. I remember um, her looking, I remember the doctor looking at the resident that was with her and saying, am I forgetting anything? And I remember the resident pointing at the brain. And I remember the doctor saying, yeah, I saved that for last because that's what people get the most nervous about. Right. So, uh, but I'm, I feel like when I look back at that, that conversation seemed like it took an hour. Um, I don't know I that do it took, too. I feel like it was too, yeah. Josh. I don't, I don't know that I, um, I don't know that it was that long, but it, it was, I, it was at least, you know, 20 to 30 minutes of just talking about everything that could potentially go wrong over the next few hours. Well, well and this is not to be negative to the doctor because the doctor, like you said, that's an incredibly hard, difficult job. And she is and was incredibly professional and a great yeah. a mm -hmm. great caregiver there in that yes. night but i remember my my nickname for her was dr sledgehammer <laughs> yeah. because it felt like that's what it felt like everything she kept on saying was like another blow of yeah. a sledgehammer it was hitting us pretty hard and i think she just had to do that because we needed to know um, she was she was not allowing us to, to to be in a naive place, you know. Mm. And I think that's that's part of the care, as hard <laughs> as that is. I think yeah. that's part of the care. And they were asking us to make informed decisions, right? Um, because we got a lot of questions that night about how much care do you want given uh, to your children, uh, given these facts that mm. that um, all all of these things could potentially go wrong. Do you want us to? make every effort to save them? Mm -hmm. Do you want the chips to just kind of fall where they may mm -hmm. and not take any intervention? Um, those were questions that we prayed uh, many times that night and over the next yeah. weeks that we wouldn't have to make 
I think that's definitely what makes you feel like glad there's someone else here because that's bigger than us because it's who I mean I think that was part of our frustration like you know we shouldn't be asked these things you know and we shouldn't have to make these decisions so we kind of just flipped it real fast back on God and was like it's you you gotta you have Mm. to decide and I think that was a really awesome place just for us like as a married couple and um, just even in our own personal relationships with Jesus to come to that place where, um, you know, we truly did trust him and believed he was every bit of who he says he is, you know, that he is good mm-hmm. and that um, he is faithful and that no matter what, you know, we would follow him. We just wanted him to make it clear which way we were going. So, so you were asking, that was your prayer in that time was asking the Lord to to do, um, like I guess our prayer was was we, we just didn't know what like what do we do and I feel like we both heard like pretty clearly the word just wait yeah. you know just wait, wait. and mm-hmm. so we you know that's what we did we don't we didn't know what we were waiting for this you was know? so this would have been through the night this yeah. these things were happening and your these were your prayers your thoughts your conversations with each other I mean your yeah. I remember too thinking about that podcast that I had listened to. Hmm. Did it uh, come back to you then in that moment, Josh, when you were there? Yeah, there's a there's a point in the podcast where um, the couple that's that's ha- that's having the baby Juniper, um, they're asked these same questions and they sit and they listen to the heartbeat hmm. of the baby and and they play that heartbeat in the podcast. Hmm. Wow! And they just talk about how real it all became for them. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking about that as they had heart rate monitors on Megan's belly um, <laughs> and they had, you know, one on each of the girls um, right. keep, keeping track of their heart rates and how they were doing. Mm-hmm. Cause they didn't, the doctors didn't know exactly what was going on, but they knew that, that something pretty serious was going on. So at this point that there was no understanding of why this was happening, why the, why you're bleeding, why you're, you were going into labor though. That was happening. Right. Yeah. 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 They, they told us that um, there was a lot of blood and that Megan's body had probably gone into like a, a safety mode mm-hmm. and, and started the birth process. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that's how we're going to end this, this first episode. It's a cliffhanger, I know, but um, you'll have to tune in next week to hear part two of this. This is going to be um, a actually a five-part um series so yep but like i said the story is the story is is compelling and i i hope you guys if you've been following riley's story you 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 may already know quite a bit about this and about josh and megan well i know a lot about josh megan and riley too but i feel like to hear this is getting details that i haven't haven't heard either before so it's really been interesting uh for me as well just as um her sister too it's just been it's been good so i'm excited for next week <laughs> yeah well in fact when we were doing the interview um josh and megan even said you know when the mics were off they said i forgot about some of those things and as they were kind of sharing their their memories of how things went down so thanks for tuning in everybody we hope you'll tune in again next week for part two of this story of josh and megan osborne and their and their little girls and uh and all the all the things that god is doing and has done in this little family. So we hope you're encouraged, inspired. If you want to follow what we do, you can do that on Facebook. We have a Facebook page called 
Roots and Wings podcast. And you can also send us email at... Yeah, you can email me at Brittany, B-R-I-T-T-A-N-Y, at chiprichter.com. Or you can email dad at chip, C-H-I-P, at chiprichter.com. Yep, we'd love to hear from you guys. Tell your friends about this. Um, be sure to like it and, and review it and uh, spread the word. We're glad to be sharing um, this story with you guys. So, see you later, everybody. See you later. See you later.